Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't have I the first year. I had 11 and 4. I had 11 and 5. You had 12 and 4 last year in the Super Bowl, yeah. Hmm. Ty had 17 and 14 last year. Well, yeah, your record that you chose this year, Ty, actually adds up to 16 games. I know. Congratulations. I learned how to do math. That's the first time. Packers podcast you need to get prepared for the season. I'm yeah. Matt, and I'm joined by Ty in a haunted house, <laughs> and Mark in a hot car. It's actually a quite temperate car tonight. Okay. We saw the humidity take a nosedive, so yeah, it's, it's actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it says a lot about your guys' gumption that Ty's willing to do this podcast even though he's in a ha- haunted house. And you're living out of your car, but still should we a should we really should we talk about Ty's willingness to do the podcast, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> maybe at the end. Yeah, maybe if at we the need end. some filler. But the good news is we're all here now and we're ready to start another season. We are. Um, so it's pretty awesome. As everyone remembers, last year. Well, I don't. Who wants to talk about last year? Nobody. Um, uh, last year ended though in the divisional uh, round of the playoffs. But uh, this year uh, is a new season, and we're ready to go. So let's kind of – so far we're 3-0 and in the preseason, pending the game that's being played right now, which really doesn't matter. I don't even ha- – I don't have access to it out here, so. That's how dedicated this- – yeah, this is the only podcast that's being recorded during a game <laughs> and, and where every participant is ignoring the game. <laughs> in all fairness, it's the most pointless game of the season. It it is kind of like either don't watch it or watch it praying that nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Like get him out of there. Get him out of there. Like are all our good players stay wrapped in bubble wrap cuz that's how it should be. Yeah. All the ones we don't want to lose are just wrapped in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. I just saw Dayton Jones a few minutes ago come through the middle on a pretty big sack and act like he just won the Super Bowl. And I just thought to myself, man, these guys aren't even going to be playing next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd celebrate too hard in Kansas City over that one. Yeah. Well, he has to jump around because when the coaches are looking at the film, they're probably just fast-forwarding through it. So he has to make a big <laughs> a big scene so they stop and, what happened here? Or go super, oh, wait, somebody or did go something super this slow. One. Just go super slow so when they're fast-forwarding, it looks normal speed. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they're probably already game planning for week one. Oh yeah. Um, so, anyway, okay, I got some notes here. Let's first we're gonna go through and kind of recap what happened in the off season, so we can check to see where 
the team is. Uh, then we're going to go and talk about some news, uh, Packers related and otherwise, around the league. Uh, then we'll do get to our um, always most popular spot, the predictions, um, oh, of which I think I've dominated you two in the last two years. Yeah. Um, do you have the same notebook? Um, I do. Nice. Uh, yeah, my, my daughter gave me a notebook for Father's Day a few years ago. Packers podcast, August 24th, uh, 2015. So I guess it's a year old now. So um, so we'll do that, go through some news, do predictions. And then I have a, a, a special version of important stuff yeah. for Ty and Mark to uh, fight it out. Get off on the on the good foot for the new season. <laughs> All right, so here's what happened in the off season. Um, in the draft, first round, we got Kenny Clark, uh, defensive tackle out of UCLA. Jason Spriggs, offensive tackle. Kyler, not Kyle, Fackler, uh, linebacker uh, from Utah State. Fackrell. 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 Mm, Fackrell. Fackrell. Yeah. Uh, Blake Martinez from Stanford. Dean Lowry. Uh, from Northwestern. Any of those guys, uh, either in the draft or since then, jump out at you guys as being interesting at all? Blake Martinez. Yeah, I think I kind of agree. Yeah, he gets a lot of run on the local media just because he was... Because he's a white guy? <laughs> or Is he? What, he's white-ish. Yeah. I mean, Martinez, obviously, but like, yeah. They just say that he has high football IQ and you know he graduated early from Stanford so he could stick around for mm-hmm. the spring camps and everything and high football IQ what is that code for uh, that's the opposite of he's really athletic maybe <laughs> secret <laughs> secret football code for white people yeah not no, going to get suspended for doing something dumb on the field, most likely. <laughs> well, he's a hard-working mid- middle linebacker type who led his team, one of the best in the country, in tackles for two years, I think. Um, so I think between it feels like between him and Ryan, who they got last year, you know, there's some some uh, some hope there at middle linebacker. So that Clay yeah, can I don't play outside. I don't know anything about the guy, but I like that he's from Stanford, so he can't be an idiot, most likely. And he seems like he's very athletic, and he's crushing the local interviews. So he seems like he's a pretty smart guy, and hopefully his athleticism backs that up. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he's kind of an exciting middle-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Kyler Fackrell guy, I was watching him a little bit tonight, too. He's uh, He looked pretty good. Pretty he's probably fast. like 26 with four kids, right? He's married, I remember. I, I think he did have kids. Yeah, he's like from the Mormon pipeline out there in Utah. So that's yeah. great. Is that do they have lots of kids? Do they have like Kyle and Kyler. Is that yeah, <laughs> Kyla, <laughs> Kyleen? We're offending all kinds of people right now. Oh yeah, because nobody names all their kids with the same first letter. What is that about large families and then they give them all the same names with the same first letter? I feel like you're in. Oh, Maybe, I, I don't know. Um, I admire the Mormons. They have this, this preparation as a key component, key tenant of their faith, and I, I respect that. So they all have, you know, part of the religion is to hoard stuff, to be ready, to be self-sufficient in the case that society collapses, which I like. 
and they're and they're you know and they're they're uh, financially self sufficient as well. I think those are those are important things to have as part of a religion rather than be nice to people. Yeah, I like when religion combines economics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's giving you some actual like good <laughs> advice. You yeah. know, instead of the meek shall inherit the earth. That's nice. That's a nice thought. It doesn't help me really live my life, but football. Yeah. Anyway, football. <laughs> first round pick was Kenny Clark, which was probably influenced in part by the fact that BJ Raji decided to retire slash take a year off, whatever. So, uh, yeah, you know, when I, when that was announced, there's a guy on our local radio, Harry Sidney, who former yeah. Packer. Um, mm-hmm. He actually said, you know, that sounds like to me, sounds like, sounds like a guy that doesn't want to go to training camp. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Oh my God, that's it. He doesn't want to go to training camp. He's going to make a triumphant return mm-hmm. in August, you know, or September. But so far, nothing. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's just looking for an October comeback. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame these guys, especially the guys that play down on the line there being like, you know what? I just, I've been beat up enough. I don't, I want to give my body a little more rest. If I feel like coming back, I feel like coming back. If I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't fault the guy at all. He. I didn't realize this, but I read something that came out during the retirement announcement. But the, the Packers actually extended a multi-year offer to him, mm-hmm. and then he announced the retirement. I didn't know that. Well, going into the offseason, I remember there being discussion about would he, you know, would he be on the open market? Would he come back? Would he be too expensive for the Packers or not? You know, like there was. He had options, obviously. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like the the Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin kid who played in San Francisco. He got the starting job for a year and then quit football because he was tired of getting hit in the head. Got to respect that decision making. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a tough sport and uh, it's not getting any easier. And anytime someone can take control of their life and do what they want, you got to respect that. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um. Good on you, BJ Raji. <laughs> So uh, that was the draft class. We re-signed uh, Latroy Guyon, Mason Crosby, Lane Taylor, Nick Perry, James Starks, which I love, uh, Don Barclay, and then our big free agents acquisitions, as Ted Thompson is always very active in the free agency, uh, Jared Cook, a guy with, like, what, 20 catches last year in the tight end position, bringing in to be our dynamic our dynamic threat at tight end and the deepest voice in the NFL. Does he really? Oh man. <laughs> Just wait. When you hear it, you're gonna be like, Whoa, Oh my God. <laughs> it's awesome. It's see. awesome. No, dude, he's going to be good. I-, I was actually pretty high on that Jared cook signing. Really? I mean, yeah. I, I know better yeah. than to doubt people, but like he wasn't, he's not been a pass catching tight end, like a difference maker. He's never had a good quarterback either. Fair, fair. But yeah. uh, I guess two years ago he had 98 targets in the Rams offense. Last year, 73. So I expect good things because we have a fantastic quarterback, and he's big, he's fast, and he, he, he has good hands from what I saw. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on the guy, but when I saw that, I thought, well, you know what? We got faster and we got bigger and more experienced at tight end. Mm-hmm. Which is more than we usually get in free agency, so I was I was pretty happy. We definitely needed a tight end because um, 
among our losses was uh, Corliss. Um, we also lost Brett Good, so I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, lost him and the Lovato guy. <laughs> so now we've got some other long snapper. Yeah, I don't even know who the long snapper is now. It's so weird. We've had like two in 20 years. We might as well just not even do this podcast anymore. Without a good long snapper? <laughs> who is this? Who's our long snapper? Come on. <laughs> um, also leaving, uh, Casey Hayward, John Kuhn, probably the one that most people are going to miss. Um, James Jones, who had just been kind of back for one year. Uh, but he's a free agent again now. He got cut by uh, San Diego. He did. I didn't see that. Yeah, you, dude, last year at this time, James Jones wasn't even on our roster. Yeah. It's it's kind of setting up just like last year. We, we just, here's just hoping that we don't get an ACL. Well, yeah, yeah. let's hope we don't need to him this year. Mm-hmm. Well, the hoodie's been banned now. Yep. So he won't be nearly as effective no matter where he goes. Uh, who else? <laughs> is? That's like taking Superman's cape. <laughs> Malumba, Neil, who's still a free agent. Nate Palmer, Corliss, uh, Sean Richardson is gone, and Scott Tolzien signed with the Colts. It's good to be a mediocre quarterback. <laughs> like, or, you know what I mean? Like you don't even have to be like a guy who starts in the NFL, but just a guy that can hang around in a meeting room and throw a right. ball occasionally and not look like an idiot. And you can hang around for ten years and make fifty million dollars. Right. Sports be crazy, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Wisconsin quarterbacks, so. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater apparently had like alien jump out of his knee or something horrifying at practice. Um, from the reports that I heard, it sounded like all of a sudden he went down and like people started running around with their hands in the air and like just acting all crazy. Um, and he had ended up having a complete tear of his ACL and a dislocated knee. So who knows what it looked like? Oh, um, yeah, right. But one of his backups is Joel Stavi, who yeah. started for four years at the University of Wisconsin and is one of the most polarizing figures in w- recent Wisconsin football history. Um, <laughs> won a bunch of games. Sometimes he'd look like a complete stud, and other times he looked like a complete, completely lost. So uh, he's like the number two guy up there now. We'll see. You know, I think if you're going to make a list of teams that can afford to lose their starting quarterback, the Vikings have to be near the top. That's a pretty hot take right there. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> it's true. No, I'm, actually, I'm actually being serious. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think that, that that's pretty I've, – I've heard other people say similar things. I mean, their head coach is a – Zimmer is a defensive-minded guy, and it's been their defense that's gotten better and better. And Adrian Peterson, as far as I know, is still playing up there, right? So um, you got a running game. You got a, a what could be a, a above average, well above average defense like Bridgewater. As long as you have something at quarterback, you should be okay. Yeah, people. I I kept reading on social media and everything. Oh my gosh, the Vikings are, you know, they're done. Teddy Bridgewater's hurt. It's like Teddy Bridgewater had you know, three quarters of a pretty good season so far in his career. <laughs> he's not a bad quarterback. I actually think he's good, but they don't need him to be great for the, for them to be good. I mean, they won the NFC North last year without him being great. Mm-hmm. If we lost Aaron Rodgers, we're done. Right. Forget it, you know. Mm-hmm. But they lose their starting quarterback. They still have an 
I think a lights out defense. They were scary last year. Well, that's and, why I'm always saying people should just have shitty quarterbacks. Because <laughs> then if you lose them, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Save the money. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I think it was clear that they were trying to get better in the passing game because they got the kid from Maryland last year who was, uh, if he wasn't rookie of the year, he was close. And then they this year they got Laquan Treadwell from Mississippi, the wide receiver, in the first round. Um, yeah. So, like, they're trying to throw the ball more. Um, and now, even if the the guy backing him up is halfway decent, um, which he's, I forget his name, career journeyman, like, but... Uh, Sean Hill. Sean Hill, yeah. yeah. Uh, even if he's halfway decent, you know, they've still, they've pretty much punted away the preseason. They're just kind of going in cold. Um, I bet they make a move. I bet they pick up somebody. But as far as being Packers fans, that particular news is pretty uh, encouraging. <laughs> I'm not upset about it as a Packers fan. Yeah. It's too bad for Teddy. Seems like a great guy, but right. Um, yeah, but, tough luck. It's it's really a bummer. Fuck, but fuck the Vikings. One more thing yeah. before we get away from the personnel stuff and move into all that. But um, uh, uh, had a had a punting competition. Between uh, perennial, perennial, say it, Mark. Perennial. Perennially. Um, perennial dis, perennially disappointing. Tim Maste. Oh, and, you said it. I didn't. And, and 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 local and local hero Peter Mortel. And in a twist ending, not only did Mar- Mortel get cut, which was disappointing to hear, because I don't understand how anyone could be worse than Maste. But then Maste got cut like two days later, or the next day. And they signed this. Well, what's weird is they signed this Shum guy. I had never heard of him. He he punted for the Buccaneers last year, and so I'm like, okay, well, let's go look because if you look at all the punting stats, which is something a lot of people don't do, including apparently the Packers coaching staff or front office, uh, Maste was among the worst, like bottom three or four in every significant category: net punting, uh, average distance longest punt uh, inside the 20, everything. He's just the worst. Uh, well, somehow they found a guy who was worse last year. So yeah, I haven't seen him punt yet, but this guy has was worse in every significant uh, uh, statistical punting category than uh, Maste. So, and has no real experience, and Maste's at least got postseason experience. Well, he, so has, a, he has a year of punting, I guess, but who knows? And like, and he punted in Tampa Bay. And Mark McCarthy's always talking about, oh, you know, one of Mastay's things is he can punt in weather or whatever that we have up here. This seems to me like they're like they don't give a shit about punting. They knew they had one of the worst in the league, uh, and then they found out they could sign a guy who makes a third of what he makes, and is also shitty, but he makes a third, so they're saving a little money. You know what I think. I think Maste's back making what this guy's making in in three days. Probably because people are so on on they just don't want to think about it. I don't well, understand it. Maste was making like one point two million. This guy's making five hundred thousand, something like that, right? Yeah, I think. And I think Maste's back just at a pay cut. That, that's what I think. Oh, you think he's uh, back with us? Yeah, at a I pay do. cut. Yeah, I don't even know if that's legal in the collective bargaining, but um, uh, yeah, maybe not. 
we can't be any worse. And so it seems like they, if yeah, we're going to, you know, like, I would rather them cut master. I would have really liked if they would have given them more tell kid, the kid, the job, just cause he has such an incredible backstory with his family being involved with the Packers for generations. Like yeah. he's not just a kid from green Bay. He's a kid whose family has been involved with the Packers for generations. So, that's cool that he's there, and he literally can't be worse than Mastay. I mean, he was the Big Ten punter of the year. He has, he can kick the ball. Like, you know, he's not going to be worse. Mastay has, like, 19-yard punts in playoff games. I, I went yeah. back and I listened to our, our podcast for the last game the Packers played. It's pretty depressing. I think we're all pretty upset about it. But at the the thing that set the tone for that whole game was the field got flipped and they scored a touchdown because Mastay had a 19-yard punt inside in a playoff game. Like there's just no, there's no, Oh, we're angling it here. We're trying to do this or blah, blah, blah. Like you're in your own end of the field. Kick the ball far. So anyway, we spent too much time talking about punting, but if they would just be halfway decent, there are people out there that can kick the ball. How hard is it to find a punter? I don't get it. At least the Peter Mortel guy gave you a Rudy kind of story. Right. At least he had a story. He couldn't yeah. be any worse, and people would cheer for him. At least last a year until you've. That's. That's what the Packers are like. That's what they're good at too. Are those kind of stories? Like that's. You always hear those with them. Yeah, so. and he's a white guy. He'd be a fan. He'd be a fan <laughs> favorite. <laughs> so like, I, I yeah. I, I don't know what the hell they're thinking with the punting. I don't understand how you have a bad punter in the NFL. I just don't. Punters I and kickers. His, I get I that it's I get that it's hard, punting and kicking. I get that those things are hard. I guess they're not as hard as being a quarterback or a wide receiver or running back. But like those are hard jobs. They're not easy to do. But there are literally only thirty-two of them in the world. So, like, how hard is it to develop a guy? Or find a guy that can do it. You know what I mean? I don't understand. And, 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 and most of the world plays soccer. A kicking game. Yeah. Like <laughs> There are kickers out there in the world. I don't and, think we're going to punt this year. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into the positive stuff. Let's, let's <laughs> All right. So here, let me do an around the league sort of thing here. You can have you guys each weigh in here on this. First of all, Teddy Bridgewater, we talked about him. Which is a bigger loss to their team? Mark, you sort of answered this right which is a bigger loss to their team, Teddy Bridgewater or Tony Romo, who also went down with injury in the preseason? Ty? That's, I'd say Romo. That's why he's the best color guy in the in the, in the field. Because he, he's Seven, already seven. done. I just just already finished. <laughs> what else do I got to say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mark? <laughs> 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 you should just say, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, you know, that is on. a really solid question because you're talking about two teams that have stud running backs. Um, mm-hmm. Ezekiel uh, Elliott's the odds-on favorite to be the rookie of the year behind that big offensive line, Dallas. Yeah, I think the bigger loss probably is Tony Romo, though, because he has emerged as a better quarterback over time, at least, or, you know, has a, has a larger body of work than Bridgewater does. So that's why I would go with Romo as a bigger loss. That's, that's what I was going to say, but Mark cut me off. Right. Totally. <laughs> I cut you off at that silence. Yeah. <laughs> the like Jedi mind silence. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> um, 
thing is, in, in Dallas, they have Dak Prescott, who was underdrafted because he got a DUI at the worst possible time. Oh, that's the guy? Yeah. But he was a superstar in college. So, at Mississippi State, he was great. and So, he's the backup. So, people in Dallas, because they're kind of front runners and think that they're the best anyway, are like, oh, Dak's going to be, he'll, he'll take care of us. But I think that they're going to, they're going to miss Romo. But they'll be, their defense still sucks is the thing. Um, but they still have the offensive line, and they have a stud rookie running back, so they might be able to run the ball. It might be interesting to watch them. Um, and then you already, you already, I think, addressed Teddy. Like, they have the best running back in the league and a really good defense, so I think Romo hurts more. Okay. Uh, here's something interesting that happened in the offseason. The PED, in quotes, investigation... Uh that the NFL decided to head up, um, I guess, six months after a story aired uh, from Al Jazeera. Who, Al Jazeera America has gone out of business. The guy who was the supposed whistleblower in this thing has recanted um, and was only a low-level employee anyway. So it's all a bunch of bullshit. But instead of just dealing with that and moving on or doing their own investigation, they just decided to muscle some players around and threaten to suspend them for the year, including two Packers, in, in, unless they w- went in and interviewed with the NFL, which is the biggest piece of bullshit because there's no story. There's, there's no investigation of any type. There's just this erroneous media report f- that's completely unsubstantiated and pretty much worthless, and they're threatening players with suspension unless they come in and talk to NFL in quotes, investigators, who we already know don't investigate anything after the Ray Rice thing and the Tom Brady thing. and all they, The NFL is just so far up its own ass. <laughs> they, it has nothing to do with investigation or due diligence or anything. It's just about power. Can we suspend you? Yeah. They just want to see how much they can get away with, like arbitrarily, unilaterally suspending players. And then, yeah, it would be a, I, if, if we're talk if we would draw a parallel to corporate America, nobody would work for the NFL. <laughs> it's just the the thing is they have all of these people that are so willing to sign up and play, probably for nothing, honestly. But they also have the possibility of making millions of dollars that they can just push their employees around. Basically, they do it because they can. You're right. I it's it's so fucked up because. A, and I know you and me talked about this in the car, Matt, when I was out visiting, but there's a you, a person who gets arrested and charged with, with like spousal abuse or whatever it was, I forget who it was and what it was, but actually was arrested for that, got suspended one game. These guys were named in a bullshit story and they threatened to suspend them for a season if they didn't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like... The priorities there are a little fucked up, and it's all just for show. Because the NFL totally. had, they want to swing their dicks around, and the NFL didn't do hey, any hey, hey, investigating hey, hey. of their own. <laughs> the NFL didn't do any investigating of their own. They brought no no new evidence to the table in these interviews. They just yeah. wanted to show that they could force these guys to interview with them, otherwise right. they'd be suspended. And it's ridiculous because there's nothing there's not they didn't uncover something and they're investigating there's just some media report it's like the Orion Lochte thing 
which was the most ridiculous story in the world. And now they're trying to get him to go back to Brazil, and it's like two middle fingers. He didn't. None of those guys actually reported a crime, much less reporting a false crime. That didn't. That just didn't happen. He went on TV, an American TV station, and told this story. And all of a sudden, the Brazil police thought that was more important than actually policing crime in their area. And they started this whole witch hunt against these guys who are admittedly probably douchebags. But the only thing they did was pee outside of a restroom and then broke a sign. Well, they and broke a sign that was already apparently they never broke into like there's this news. They like broke in and vandalized the restroom. They never did that. And. On the videotape, you can see that these off-duty police officers who are acting as security guards did pull guns on them right? and make them sit down. And then these guys did pay them money to, like, make the thing go away, and then they disappeared. There was no police involvement. There was no police report filed. And yet Brazil or Rio de Janeiro, whomever the authorities are down there, because this was in the news, feel the need that they need to go after this. This is the most important thing you have to do, a couple of – douchebags who peed on the side of a building like it's it's and it's literally an international incident and it's so stupid so indicative of our right. culture that it doesn't matter when someone actually is um accused and convicted of a crime it's what a media report is let's re- let's yeah. respond to this media report and the the PED thing and football nfl is the same way and the fact that they're doing it like two weeks before the season starts it's just such a bullshit maneuver. The, the only decent explanation I heard for it is that the NFL is doing it so that they can continue to establish their right or the commissioner's office right to unilaterally suspend people so that in five years when they renegotiate the collective bar- bargaining agreement with the players' union, they have something they can throw away. You know hmm. what I mean? So they're like they're yeah. creating this like supposed right, and then in, and then in, they can use that, get rid of that to get something they want, like a longer season or I don't know, com- complete um, uh, world domination. Yeah, complete world domination, or the ability to say that concussions don't exist or whatever it is they want in five years. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that that whole thing was fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I spent so much time thinking about that. While while we're on that, I can't believe they thought somebody in the NFL used steroids. Come on, <laughs> come on. And there's Mark. And that's the other <laughs> side of it. Is there obviously are so many guys I'm sure who are doing all sorts of crazy stuff with their bodies, but they can't catch any of them because they don't actually have any drug testing apparatus or investigatory, uh, you know, unit to actually look for stuff. So right. they're relying on like the media digging up old interns at an anti-aging clinic from 10 years ago. The NFL does not want to release the names of every single NFL player that's using something that's banned. Let's face it. I mean, let's get real. They don't (laughs) want to know. It's like they they don't want – same as Major League Baseball. They don't want to know. They didn't want to know for many years, and all of a sudden people are hitting 70 home runs this season. (laughs) So um, anyway. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to something a little less political. So Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> the um, failure to stand that has launched a million hot takes, my favorite of which came from Tony Stewart, who 
got mad at Kaepernick for not standing up for the national anthem. Well, he's Wait. a very even-tempered guy. The yeah. NASCAR driver? And, yeah, the NASCAR driver who, in the first response to his tweet where he went after Kaepernick, someone just tweeted back, hey, didn't you kill a guy? Yeah, hey, did you, like, murder somebody with a race car? <laughs> Which he totally did. I, I had totally, I'd forgotten about it, but he murdered a guy with a race yeah. car. Yeah. Um, it's on video. He went in, he was on a, doing a, a dirt track race for some reason. The guy was mad at him because he ran into the wall. And on the next lap, the guy had gotten out of his car and Tony Stewart just hit his brakes and fishtailed right into the guy. Killed yeah. him instantly. It was horrifying. Yeah. So anyway. The guy uh, did run at his car. I, I mean, there is. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into that, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, you know, glass houses, yeah. I guess. So the guy doesn't want to stand up for the national anthem. Uh, as a form of protest, I find the ironic ironic thing here is people are like, oh, well, you know, he should be able to protest, but he shouldn't do it in a way that draws so much attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, isn't that kind of the idea of protesting? Is that a guy a lot of attention? So um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm As a veteran, I would, first of all, it has nothing to do with them. I, I get upset when people automatically think that um, – our nation being great and the national anthem are synonymous with the military. The military is just a small portion of the greatness that is the United States. And, you know, uh, so when people automatically jump to this, you hate the military thing, that didn't make any sense to me. And I hated it. Then there was like a bunch of military folks who came out and said, you know, of which I'm one. And I agree. Like I, uh, joined the military for freedom, not for a song. So if he wants to sit down Go right ahead. Who gives a shit? Um, we should be talking about the substance of his remarks anyway, which is I wish I wish what people would take away from it. The only thing that stinks is that, um, and this is the Packers' perspective, I feel like Dom Capers single-handedly made this guy's career. I feel I feel the same way. <laughs> because, because he sucks against everybody except for two games against the Packers in the playoffs where we had absolutely no answers and he, and everyone got, got everyone talking about how he was the next prototypical quarterback. And people are saying he's going to be the best quarterback ever. And like all this stuff. And now he can't even beat up Blaine Gabbert for a job. Yeah. Redefining the game. He's, he should split his game checks with Tom Capers. <laughs> so anyway, that's, I feel like that happened in the off or in the preseason. So we had to talk about it. And he's a Wisconsin I, I, kid, so like it also is is relevant. Couple couple things. Um, they uh, there was somebody that I saw said that he should be banned from the United States for not standing for the national anthem. And my response to them was, well, then we should go around Lambeau Field during the national anthem, and every single person that's ordering a beer, or taking a piss, or talking to their buddies, or doing whatever, we should probably ban them too because they're not paying attention to it. It's just, it's, it's stupid. And second, uh, there was a Wapaka County Councilman, because a lot of his family lives in the New London area in Wapaka County, and I just read a quick article today, I quickly skimmed over it, that he said in talking to other council members that Colin Kaepernick should be very scared about coming back to visit family, and his family should be scared that they might all get shot. Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, you know, another guy in the county board is like, try to defend him. He's like, well, he's got a dry sense of humor. I'm like, that's not a sense of humor. That's talking about somebody getting shot if they come home because they didn't 
pay attention to his song. So yeah, yikes, that's horrible. Yeah, I think the funniest take of all is Rodney Harrison, who said a bunch <laughs> yeah. of stuff and then later admitted that he legitimately didn't know that uh, Kaepernick had, was like a half black. He's like, yeah. oh, I just thought he was. I thought he was a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, he said, it wasn't his tweet like. Hey, Colin Kaepernick, you're not black or something like that. It was that. a radio yeah. interview. And oh, okay. he, he started talking and the host kept asking him questions. He's like, well, he's not black, so he should be doing that. And the whole time people were like, does he not know that he's part black? Or <laughs> and it turns out later he finally admitted, like, no, he didn't know you. Which is hilarious because Colin Kaepernick was the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl not too long ago. Yeah. And, like, every other story was about his family and stuff and how he grew right. up. And, like, how do you – and you're – an analyst for the NFL, <laughs> yeah. should probably. But I thought that was just pretty funny. It's like, oh no, I didn't know he's black. It's like, oh well, at least you know, at least it wasn't racial, I guess, or it was. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's Rodney Harrison. Okay, back to the football. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting stat I heard the other day, which I think kind of encapsulates uh, Packers fans' feelings of angst, despite the fact that we've had such a good team so consistently for so long. Mike McCarthy is eight and seven in the playoffs, and keep in mind that that includes a four and zero run in twenty ten when we won the Super Bowl. Five of those seven losses came on the last play of the game. Ooh, oh my god! Um, yeah. Okay, and, so Favre to the interception. Uh, last year overtime. Last year, the other Arizona overtime. The other Arizona the Seattle Seattle game overtime. Um, and the, uh, yeah, that's it. That's five. No, that was four. No, you, you know what? We don't want to remember those. <laughs> Stop living in the past. Uh, that's bad. Wow. Yeah. But he needs, they need to, I'm, uh, after, especially after he said the stuff about Ted Thompson needing to change how he does his job. I was, uh, you know, like I, I was off the McCarthy bandwagon the year before we won the Super Bowl, and then we won the Super Bowl. And so I'm back on, and I think for the most part, a lot he runs a good a good program, you know. Things are organized. They focus on the right things most of the time. But at some point, you have to deliver, you know. And I get that you can't, you know, playoffs are kind of a crapshoot, and you can't get through every time. But, like, at some point, you have to deliver. And it's kind of getting to the point, especially with, like, because – we know. We had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back. When Aaron Rodgers retires, we're going to have 40 years of shitty quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. It's That's just what's going to happen. Like, there's no yeah. way it's going to continue. We're going to be like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chicago Bears or, you know, every team we see around us that is turning over quarterbacks every other year. And it's like... That's that's what it's normally like, and we've been blessed for far too long. So we need to take advantage of you know this amazing quarterback while we still have it, and hopefully, you know it doesn't. You know, hopefully we can take advantage of it. Still can. Okay, the two Cardinals losses, um, the Seahawks game. Oh, the Forty Niners. They beat they beat us twice. One of those was a, a field goal as time expired. Uh, yeah. The the other was a ass whooping. But uh, yeah, yeah. That fi- that 2011 season, the year after we won the Super Bowl, went 15 and one, and then got our asses kicked in the first round of the playoffs to the Giants. <sighs> Stuff like that's just brutal. 
That was a brutal game. Uh-huh. At least it was over early, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't one of these last play of the game things. That, that, just... that might be how we feel now, but at the time, it, it certainly was a letdown after going 15-1. and one. And then just, yeah. we couldn't hang on to the ball. I just remember we were fumbling all over the place. Everyone was dropping passes and fumbling the ball. It's like, because we weren't ready to play in the cold or whatever. Who knows? Anyway, I think we better, hopefully we're better at that as my predictions. We're moving to predictions now. That was against the Giants, right? The Giants, yeah. I was in Hong Kong watching that on an iPad. Wow. Yeah, it was not easy to do. And yeah, that was tough. Not a lot of iPads over there? I only needed one. <laughs> I watched, a of, they had a lot of streaming options. I saw 4th um, and 29 in an empty tent um, outside of Fallujah at 3 in the morning. Is that the, You mean the Eagles? Yeah. He's got to oh, beat Mark. 4th and 26. Yeah, Fallujah wins every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Huh. That was just sad because like then the game was over and I was all by myself and I said to kind of wander back to my little campsite. Ouch! <laughs> with the peanuts with the sad peanuts music playing in the background. Pretty much. Mortars going off in the background. Yeah, no, oh, um, yeah. it was a quiet night in that regard. Anyway, um, all right, on to predictions and schedule. So looking at our schedule, I don't, have you guys had a chance to look at our schedule? Not no. really. Let me break it down for you. Before Teddy Bridgewater and Tony Romo got hurt, we had probably the easiest schedule I've ever seen. And now they're hurt. So it's even easier. So we're playing the Cowboys this year? Uh, we yes. are. Let me let me get back here to the... At Lambeau, I believe. Um, All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling it up on my... Phone here too. Yeah, I had it here. I just hit the wrong button. Okay, here we go. So here's how it goes. We open um, at Jacksonville. Uh, that's that's a open. that's a gift. Uh-huh. The next week we go to Minnesota and open up their new stadium. So that's the first game in that new, what looks to be a really cool ass stadium, very purple, um, in uh, Minneapolis. And then Detroit. Then we host the Giants. Then we host Dallas. Then Chicago. Go to Atlanta, host Indianapolis, go to Tennessee, go to Washington, go to Philadelphia, host Houston, host Seattle, which might be the toughest game of the year. Yep. Then go to Chicago, then Christmas Eve, host Minnesota, end the year on New Year's Day at Detroit. Wow, this is easy. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, so the Colts game looks like it could be tough to me. Yeah, it depends. I mean, they were shitty last yeah. year, but everyone is figuring that Andrew Luck is going to be awesome again. Yeah. yeah, I think he will. I think he's a good player. Although Chuck Pagano uh, is, like, on the hot seat. Um, he almost got fired last year. They have this weird dynamic between their GM and their coach. And at the end of last year, one it looked like one of them was going to get fired and they both got extensions. You know, because they're run by that Ursay guy who just inherited the team. That's all he has ever done is own the Colts. So he's not a sophisticated thinker. (laughs) 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 I think he likes having friends and like hanging out with athletes and coaches and stuff. And so if like you come there, like he wants to be friends with everybody, which isn't a recipe for success. So, um, 
Indianapolis would be an interesting team. That whole AFC South is just kind of a train wreck. We have the so the Texans last year played the wild card game, I think, and got waxed, if I remember. Yeah, but at least Kansas they made City. it. Um, well, the Washington made it to the playoffs too, and we beat them. So there are okay, some playoff teams in there. It's not completely devoid of talent, but from top to bottom, we're not playing New England. We're not playing uh, Carolina. We're not playing Arizona. Uh, we're not playing Denver. Not you know like this. Yeah, just thumbing through this schedule, this looks like a twelve and four kind of year. Well, that brings us to our predictions. Are you guys ready yeah. to offer let's predictions? Go, let's go through it. Let's go game by game. Oh, Is that okay. Well, because I have an overall Jesus prediction. Jesus Christ, Mark, you're making this difficult. So you do it. You do it by quarters, don't you? Um, I, I have in the past. This time, I just looked at it and just said fourteen and two. Fourteen and two. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to say thirteen three. I say I, I'm saying fourteen and two, make it to the Super Bowl. They really have no excuse for not making it to the Super Bowl this year, barring injury. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are on Carolina because they were obviously wonderful last year, still have great defense, and they're getting Kelvin Benjamin back, so there's one more target for Cam Newton. Um, so, yeah, they'll be tough. I, I think they have nowhere to go but down, honestly. And if you remember last year, we played Denver and Carolina back-to-back and got completely shithoused against Denver and by Carolina in the first half. And then the second half, Carolina, we actually almost won that game. We had a we had the ball with a chance to win it towards the end and just yeah. came up a little bit short. So and that's when, that's when McCarthy wasn't using the good plays. He was using the regular that's, season plays. That's right. And he, and he wasn't even calling the plays. No. So now he's back to calling the plays. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think a conservative twelve and four is a very safe mm-hmm. safe guess. Yeah, and I and I like I mean I, I'm willing to go out and say I had thirteen three and I'm like well fuck it fourteen and two. Um, get the home that means home field advantage throughout the playoffs most likely, and that means the NFC Championship games in in Green Bay, and hopefully that's enough to get past who, Arizona or Carolina or whoever Seattle that ends up there. Um. So, yeah, I have high hopes for this year, higher than the last few years. Yeah. Um, I do, too. And, you know, you're looking at Julius Pepper's final season in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to be smart with him, and he's he's a great player. He's he's going to – he knows what to do and how to keep his body ready. I think he'll be good. Clay Matthews is in his prime. The defensive line is a little bit of a question mark. I mean, especially since we're relying on Kenny Clark, who's never played a snap. You know, to kind of be BJ Raji 2.0, mm-hmm. that's a lot to ask. We got well, we have, I mean, suspended. we have Guyon we re-signed. We have yep. Dan, uh, Daniels and Dayton Jones, Mike Pinnell are all still there. Yeah, Mike Daniels is a stud. Mike Pinnell is suspended for the first four games. Oh, that's because of him oh. and Ty when they ran into each other. <laughs> Our back end is really strong, I think. We have Shields, who I think hopefully he still has something left. Ha ha, so. Clinton Dix was probably the MVP of the defense last year. Morgan Burnett has been solid at safety, and Demarius Randall was probably our rookie of the year last year. When you go across just in the, the the four back there, so yeah, totally agree. I think Quentin Rollins is he's a great player too. I think he's going to just get better. Yep. I, I actually like what happened with uh, the Blake Martinez, Jake Ryan thing for inside linebacker. I think they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, hopefully they can figure it out. Whoa. The, whoa. Whoa. What's going tie. on? What was that? Was that tie? Is that the what? ghost? Is that the ghost tie? What? Did I, what? What? Before, sort of whooshing. Yeah, there's definitely a whooshing. Sorry. Before you got on, Mark, I, I could see Ty on the camera. I'm like, he's sitting in his apartment that he just moved into, and I'm like, who's it's that? Chi- who's that chick in the kitchen? <laughs> he's I, like, and, what? And, no, there's no. What is this some sort of like white figure in the back? Yeah, no. What, no, I just see why is she moving like that. Is she dancing? Bring me it's a weird. Beer. <laughs> That's hilarious. While you're back there, bring me a beer. Oh my god. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, depth of the defensive line is always a thing, but it seems like we're always drafting like two defensive linemen every year. So hopefully, and they, yeah, and they never deliver, except and then, for BJ. And then we have a billion linebackers, which is, I guess, kind of the new structure of defenses. That like the base defense in the NFL now is a much smaller overall. Tons of linebackers, tons of DBs, so you can move them in different places and be quick. And we have. Christ, we have Matthews, Perry, Ryan, Palmer. Barrington's back. He got hurt in the preseason. Otherwise, he would have been a starting middle linebacker last year. Yeah, hope um, he has a bounce back here. He's a good guy. Ryan, Peppers, J. Roan. J. Roan! Yeah. He's been nicked up a bit, I think. Has he in the preseason? Yeah, yeah I think he's been we only He's the closer, man. We only need yeah. him for like five plays a game. Just bring him in at the end. Toledo Rockets. Yep, go Toledo. Yep. They have a big game uh, against Arkansas or Southern Arkansas. Something weird this week. Anyway, um, our offensive line just keeps, as long as it's healthy, is extremely experienced. This is the year. This, this is why I think you're right and why I think this is the year because this is the last year of that band being together because they're all getting expensive at the same time. Yeah, Bakhtiari, Sitton, Lindsley, Lang, and Blaga. Blaga's still around, if you can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably 26 now, 27. <laughs> well, he wasn't he was he a rookie the Super Bowl year? Yeah. So he's only in his sixth year. So yeah, he's probably yeah, t- 27. TJ Lang, Sitton, and Bakhtiari are all in contract years, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, this is the year to do it. Tight end. I mean, we got Cook, but it's still a question. We have Richard Rodgers, who obviously had some big moments last year. You know, getting back to the offensive line, that's one reason that Jason Spriggs pick. Seems really, really good right now. It's more depth. Yeah. Looking towards the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't Cobb. like it at the time, but then I, the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, yeah, it was good. Jordy Nelson is a speed receiver who just tore the shit out of his knee this year. And he's 30, 31, something like that. So hopefully he's what everyone wants us to, to have. Randall Cobb just needs to be playing better than he was last year. I hope they keep Jordy Nelson out of the Jaguars game because I don't think they need him. Mm, well, if, if 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 they don't need him, then that would yeah. That I wish they well. Let's just start Hunley. <laughs> <laughs> Take a breather. Yeah, at halftime, if we're behind, we'll bring everyone in. Is that the right? I don't know. Um, got Ripkowski now instead of Kuhn. Um, I'm, that seems like it'll probably be okay. You're training one tough. Football-minded guy for another. Um, Devontae Adams had a shit year last year. He can't really do worse than that, right? Yeah, you hope not. I just saw him, I just saw him make a very miserable attempt at a catch tonight. Uh-huh. But Brian, that Callahan guy, was throwing him the ball too. Mm. So that it's, Callahan it's a different guy. That Derek Callahan guy. 
Callahan Auto Parts. <laughs> I could shit in a box a... and slap a guarantee on it. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> put your head up a butcher's ass. No way. Gotta be your. Bowl. We got the two white guys, or I guess the the, the other two white guys, Janice and Aberderis. Dude, Aberderis keeps looking better and better in the in the preseason stuff that I've seen. He he just looks really smooth. And Ty Montgomery, who got hurt during the year that we've kind of forgotten about. Like, there are a ton of receivers. That guy is jacked, man. Like, I saw him, and I'm like, wow, he's got brown shoulder pads. Nope, that's his arms. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's huge. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm happy to see him back. I, I haven't seen anything from the, uh, the fifth-round pick out of Cal. Is his name Davis, last name? Hmm. Can't remember. Fifth round pick out of Cal. He's a wide receiver. Maybe he was a sixth round pick. Yeah, I didn't even write that far down. But we have a ton of receivers. Just a matter of if uh, Rogers feels like throwing to them, if they've like earned it or whatever, which I hate. Um. So anyway, what are your predictions, boys? Thirteen three. Tie says 13 and 3 and then Super Bowl win the Super Bowl go to Super Bowl win that some bitch win that some bitch all right mark what do you got oh jeez this is we've been talking about it for 25 yeah, minutes mark come on i said 12 and 4 just eyeing it up i'll stick with 12 and 4 and i do think that we go to the Super Bowl and win it Whoa. trevor davis is that guy's name by the way yeah just found it from cal yeah. He's garbage, Cal. Come on. Um, okay. All right. Are you guys? I think I've said I've said twelve and four every year we've done this. Uh, let me see. Oh, really, Mark? Let's check the notebook. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have twelve the, and four. You say I don't have the first one. I don't have I the first year. I had I eleven and four. I had eleven and five. You had twelve and four last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm. Ty had seventeen and fourteen last year. Well, yeah, your record that you chose this year, Ty, actually adds up to 16 games. I know. Congratulations. I learned how to do math. That's the first time. Um, All right. Uh, Before we go, how about one round of important stuff? Important stuff. Important stuff. Okay. We're going to – these are two head-to-head questions. So you'll each get time to give your take on these questions. Um, you know, keep it reasonable. Uh, who wants to go first with the first question? Then we'll switch for the second. Ty. Ty will go first with the first question. What is your hot take, Ty, on Jordan Rogers? Um, oh, there's a lot, but I think that, uh, that's that's Roger's brother, right? The one that was on The Bachelor or whatever. Yeah, he won The Bachelor. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't that. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is your brother, you should know that you should shut your fucking mouth about family stuff. Okay. I think it was. A, I think he was Bush League and he's a reality star. And have a good time, man. <laughs> All right, Mark. Uh, I don't know anything about. Jordan Rogers. I know that he was on the show, but just when I saw him, he just looked like the bizarro world twin 
of like remember when there's like the bizarro bill and ted yeah that's what he looks like to me <laughs> like the yeah. the bizarro version of aaron Rodgers. i was just like oh it's not aaron but it is but it's not um i, I could not care less about what he does with his life or what he says so it just doesn't matter i think it sucks that he's kind of making things more difficult for our quarterback mm-hmm. and it's too bad that they have family issues but we don't need to know that shit all right i'm gonna um the correct answer was what aaron Rodgers said when he actually addressed it and he said um i wish him luck in his competition competition (laughs) i love that it's a competition i love that he's like the number one quarterback in the most competitive and uh powerful sports league in america and he's wishing good luck in your competition and your little thing that you're doing over there you know your little yeah good luck good luck with that (laughs) so anyway uh mark wins that i give him 12 points i give ty eight and a half points for his um answer um Question number two. So Mark's going first this time. Did you guys, did you guys hold on. Did you hear that they're going to redo Bill and Ted's? Like there's going to be a, a, a third Yeah, movie? they're not going to redo it. It's going to be an actual yeah. sequel with the actual actors. Yeah, I didn't mean redo. I meant there's yeah. going to wow. be another. I guess that Alex, what's his name, needs some money. When, no, he just he just made a, a, or he's making, it's coming out a documentary on uh, Frank Zappa. Oh, so he must be loaded. He's been, well, he's been, he's been directing and producing. He's got that of, documentary money. Yeah, <laughs> but he's been directing and producing a bunch of stuff. But yeah, they're making a new one. You know, they filmed the the Circle K. You took me by it. It's in it. Tempe, Arizona. It was like a block yeah. from where I lived. Yeah, yeah. I got pulled over by a cop in that parking lot once. <laughs> Were strange things afoot? I tried that line. The cop didn't think it was funny. <laughs> he's um, like, I hear that. that all the time, asshole. Yeah. Give me your license. How can you imagine working at that place and people coming in there? Oh. Uh, uh, no, no one knows because it's, really? it's it. Well, no, because well, it's Google in Tempe. It. You have to kind of the yeah. movie set in California, and like it's just it's they don't normally film movies in Tempe, Arizona. There's a there's a website that has all the filming locations in Tempe and, and the surrounding Phoenix area from the movie. Like sure. lists them all. Back when I was there, though, there wasn't. Um, oh, there wasn't an internet. internet. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, because <laughs> Okay, so marks out to a commanding lead. Um, have you guys watched Hard Knocks this season? No, have not. So they're doing the L.A. Rams. Um, it's the usual sort of stuff. Um, besides the fact that um, Jeff Fisher gets paid seven million dollars a year to coach an NFL team, still, is, <laughs> which is astonishing because he's so utter, utterly mediocre. Um, okay, Hard Knocks. On Hard Knocks, two bits of information came to light: um, beliefs that certain players had, and I want you to rank them in terms of ridiculousness one jared goff their first overall pick uh a potential starting quarterback in the future didn't know where the sun rose like someone asked him he was confused he didn't he's like what and the guy goes well you know like north south east west he's like i don't know west anyway this is a guy who graduated from the university of california berkeley didn't know where the sun rose um the other one is William Hayes, a veteran defensive tackle who, I swear to God, believes in mermaids. And that's part of the reason he was excited that the Rams moved to L.A. because he might be able to see some. However, <laughs> he staunchly opposes the idea that dinosaurs ever existed. <laughs> to the point where this, in this last week's episode, they took him to a museum. 
And he's like, I just don't buy this. You're telling me this was under the ground for 50 million years? I don't buy it. It's ridiculous. What about mermaids? Well, yeah, we haven't seen everything in the ocean. (laughs) So which of these two guys, Mark goes first, which of these two guys is more ridiculous? Oh, wow. I think it's way more ridiculous to not believe in dinosaurs. And to simultaneously believe in mermaids. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. That's so ridiculous. I can I can totally buy the fact that somebody doesn't know where the sun rises and sets. There are a lot of people that, that just doesn't affect their life. They don't know where North is. So I think he's hardly in a minority there. But uh Yeah, wow, dinosaurs. <laughs> Well, That's... he is in a minority. It just might not be a large minority or a small. It might not be a small minority. It might be a large number of people. Yeah, maybe. I, I think know. most I... farmers know what, which direction the sun comes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most truck drivers know which direction or, which way is north. Or fifth graders. <laughs> well, we you should throw. You should throw. My that brother know, or my my sister who is six knows north, south, east, west. My brother. Might not. I don't know. Ty, it's, what do you think? <laughs> um, I, 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 I wanted to say the sun is ridiculous because you can fucking see it, mm-hmm. but you can also see dinosaur bones at the museum you go to. And Mark had a good point. I'll defer to it because I, he that, that's you. You can stand in front of a dinosaur and say it doesn't exist while simultaneously believing that mermaids are real. Yeah, that's, that's that's the kicker for me. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. Did you guys see it was on? I think, oh, man, like I was like, you guys are just Discovery not channels. respecting the format of this this section. Uh, yeah, okay. Am I going to get deducted points? You guys? Yeah, I, I was going to say, Mark, I was going to give you a thousand and give Ty fifteen, but because you interrupted and disrespected the format, <laughs> I'm docking you to zero. And Ty has his 15, so Ty wins. These must be NFL rules. <laughs> They're just my completely arbitrary scoring rules. Commissioner Goodell rules. So congratulations, Ty. You've, you've won you. yet again. Sometimes you just got to shut your yapper. <laughs> did you see Did you see that show that they did on mermaids, though? No. It was like you think the Curse of Oak Island is ridiculous. This takes it to a whole other level. I think it was on uh, History Channel. No. It's a couple years old. It, it, if you haven't seen it, then I'm not going to get into it. It, it, it was... Never mind. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take another 500 points away from you. <laughs> for, for, take them away for next week, too. <laughs> Let's have you start in the hall for next week. <laughs> All right, well, you hear, heard it here on the definitive Packers preseason podcast. You've got all the information you need to go forth and enjoy the Packers in the NFL for the coming season. Uh, the most inside information, the most cutting um, uh, assessments of where football stands today. So uh, that's it. All three of us have the Packers going to the Super Bowl. Two of us have have them winning it. And uh, so it looks to be a good season ahead. Um, you guys have anything to add before we cut out? Which, where does the sun come up, Ty? Uh, I don't oh, know, man. dude. Um, 
Yeah, probably have to ask a mermaid. He he doesn't know That's if his power went out. If you just ask, <laughs> I, it's just dark here. I don't know where the. Are you ready? Right now it's All right. Awesome. All right. Nice talking to you guys. Pack go. Go pack. Go pack.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.